1: Welcome back to the long-awaited, mysterious, long, long-disappeared Jaguar Report podcast from John Shipley, Gus Lowe. Gus, you know, we made it through COVID. We made it through the 2020 season. We even podcasted some during the Urban Meyer debacle, Dark Ages, whatever that entire... Yeah.
0: Okay. no, we, then, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, we, we, we podcasted through quite a few things, but we could not podcast through adulthood. And so, you know, big things have been going on both our lives. We took a little bit of a step back from, you know, the game. But you know, the Jaguars are playing a meaningful Week 18, basically, playoff football game. So, I figured I'd dust off the mic. You would dust off the old noggin, you know. I'm, that's <laughs> right. Off yeah. occasion. Exactly, exactly. But hey, we're back, man. In the corner. (laughs) Exactly. Swipe. What did Gus Bradley say? Yes. Push. Uh, sweep everything to the middle of the room, or something like sweep the corners. That's what he
0: said. Corners, the corners. That's what we're doing here. Got got a little lost. Had to do a little bit of adulting, but we're back, baby. The Jaguars are relevant enough to talk about. I'd say we had we used to have extremely low, just sad bar. Of like things that we would talk about. We used to talk about Mike Lennon and Jake Lundog. dog. Yeah, oh, yeah
1: I've looked at some of the episodes, oh, man. We we man. we, we it, it was pathetic. Oh, it, 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 if you listen to some of the takes back then, I'm I'm never gonna do it. But if anybody just wants the absolute demise of either one of us, which I'm sure there's
0: somebody out there, nah. if not if not several yeah i'm not gonna listen to it. i don't know about you but like listening to like past podcasts is the cringiest thing in the world to me i have to like run out i i i hate listening to my voice every time i do like i you know i
1: i know when i go on the radio you know some somebody some absolutely unwell and ins- insane person you know ended up dming me this a few months ago he was like you know when you go on a Radio with 10 10 10 or whatever. You don't have to say you know and stutter sometimes. And I'm like, do you know what, occupational therapy for speech screen you, dog. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. I know. I'm trying my best. So every <laughs> uh, every well, time well, I go on the radio, and like they tweet a clip of me talking, I'm like, damn it. <laughs> y- <laughs> y- y'all have to do that.
0: Yeah, it's it's a little brutal. Maybe the video will help though. I mean, now we're like the bar's a little bit higher. We got video going. Eventually, we might be doing some live streams. Maybe one day we'll have a guest or something get crazy. I don't know. The bar's getting a little higher though. Mm-hmm. You got the sell me on the
1: guest part, but none, nonetheless, uh, <laughs> no, nah, I can't. I can't. There's there's plenty of great guests out there in the quarter sphere and whatnot until Elon ruins it. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. I mean, what what you what you been up to since the last time we recorded? I'm honestly, on, honest to God, hand to the Bible, couldn't tell you the last time we recorded. Didn't bother to look.
0: I think it was probably after the draft. I feel like we had to have done one before the draft and like, wrap <laughs> free agency But, like, maybe after the draft. I should probably look. Keep bother. talking. I should keep probably look. All right, we're not talking about that. <laughs> yeah, keep talking. I should probably look. Uh, uh really Like, just, like, some point in the offseason. So, it's been a few months. So. Yeah. Uh. No, I mean,
1: yeah,
0: there, there was stuff to talk about during the six-game losing streak and whatnot. But we've both been up to a lot. What you've been up to, Gus? Well, see, the thing about that is that, like, the talking point that at least I would have had is, like, oh, it's, like, one-score games, and, like, eventually there's going to start pulling it out. And, like, I didn't really think it was going to turn into this, but, like, it was turning into, like, the same old song of, like, oh, Trevor is, like, legit, and, like, this team is actually closer than it looks. So, like, it would have been tough to pot about that. But what have I been up to? I'm living at the same place I was last time we potted. I'm working at the same place. Um, I guess I got less tan. I'm loving this weather that's come back because, like, the last month is just so depressing weather-wise. Disagreed on the tan part. <laughs> well, it's just because I got, like, a little, like, seven o'clock shadow, and so that usually helps a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, love-
0: I mean, I guess nothing interesting enough to direct me away from just going straight to weather talk. <laughs> who, uh, who, who are you doing content for now? Oh, that's true. Okay, I'm doing Big Cat Country. That's right. I uh, left John in Jaguar Report to get yeah, paid yeah. slightly more still look at uh, you <laughs> anything but slightly more uh but now you're tr- trying get- to be compensated <laughs> for your efforts <laughs> <laughs> i know foolish of me but i get paid the medium bucks now over at big cat country uh, <laughs> uh i tried doing like a live stream at one point over the summer i think but i f- I tried that for you too two summers ago <laughs> I, just, I thought would be like oh, this will be fun and then it's like oh wait like i forgot this talking subject is the jaguars so i don't feel <laughs> like boring let me quit but that's that's one of my favorite moments in
1: Jaguar report history i think whenever whenever i move on you know <laughs> blink blink for the camera twice if <laughs> you know it's safe stock whenever whenever I move on from Jaguar report one day I'm gonna look back on the day i'm driving on the highway you know my, my uh you know it, it's since we've recorded i looked we recorded six times in 2022 the last that's time true. after the draft in May may 13th 2022 so it's been been quite a bit but since then you know i've obviously moved into the house here not you know so somewhat near tia bank Field, you know not really at all but you know about 25 minute drive you know got engaged but you know o- overall i think the best moment in jaguar port history is driving back from naples one day visiting my fiance sarah and I get a notification. Like I, I had Jaguar port notification set up and I get notifications notification somebody liked my live stream. And I'm like, no, I'm not streaming anything. Right. So I had to get gas, thankfully. You know, don't text and drive anything like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, once You're right there. yeah, <laughs> so I did that, I <laughs> saw people, people had taken pictures and screenshots and DM'd them to me of you in a tank top with. Uh, SpongeBob background or something, just at nonchalant I, the camera, not I, knowing you were being recorded whatsoever.
0: The best part is I was freaking out about it is because like I like made a mistake of like I like kind of put my hands up just because I was like trying to test it and then like, <laughs> it, like a screen grab or whatever or I just didn't realize I was live when I was, so I was like freaking out about it and super just embarrassed really. Um, but I texted you like like it was like a Michael Scott like nine one one like man, I was so. Crazy. And so, like you were like, dude, what did you say or do on like the live stream that's going to cost not only you your half part-time position, but me my own job? And so I was
1: so afraid you committed some kind of misdemeanor or or <laughs> incriminated me in some way. I, 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 I was absolutely terrified. But now, you know
0: what, Laramie Tunsil, uh, whole thing.
1: <laughs> Yeah, That's right. Yeah, I said I was afraid it was a Laramie Tunsil situation. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, no, but you know, since then. That's all it was. It was fine. Yeah,
1: no, but Jaguar Report has obviously, you know, marched on since then. Gus, you know, always immensely proud of you. I've recovered from the knife in my back as you mm-hmm. attempt to do bigger and better things, etc. cetera. But we're back. You know, hey, and hey. Jags are back too. Jags hey, are back. Jags are back. <laughs> Jags are back. Who, uh, who, I mean, coming into the season, Gus, I, you, you and I obviously talked about it. Obviously, didn't talk about it on a podcast, but. I mean, what, what were your
0: expectations just in terms of, like, wins coming into the season? Uh, I, I mean, I, w- I was expecting, like, 7 and 10 or whatever. That math adds up, right? 17-game season now. Sure. 7 and 10, 8 and 9, sure. I mean, 6 and 11. I could say You're more the analytics guy. Around there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> Do I, basic I, addition. You tell me numbers, guy. Yeah. The thing is, like, I honestly didn't really have a hot take because, like, my thing was, like, the Jaguars are going to improve and win more games. But, like, yeah. that, was, that was a no-duh. They were picking first overall and had the worst coach in uh, major league sport history. And so, obviously, they were going to win more games, but I also wasn't ready to crown them, um, like, division or division competitors and playoff competitors. I thought it was going to be, like, a little of a middle ground. I thought 2023 was when it was going to be, like, okay, like, if they don't make the playoffs, it'll be a disappointing season. But I was kind of willing to give – the whole team like a year to recover from last year just but before I give you my answer because you
1: said you know Urban Meyer obviously worst coach in NFL history is Jeff Saturday the second worst head coach in NFL history um (laughs) the the answer is yes if it's no why, why are you wrong
0: I think I just gave a perfect answer though the answer is um yes it's not yes because like, <laughs> I had to think like is there any like other like just like absurd head coaches in a history and there's not but like I mean Urban back- Thibodeau should not know who Jeff Shatter- Saturday is number one number two yeah. gave low pause but yeah I mean it's pretty embarrassing
1: yeah no so no, just just wanted to make sure I threw that
0: in there. I'm, I'm and the I was excited. great guy I like I liked him a lot and like he was another guy where it was like, oh, just like, wait, they're going to turn around eventually. And then he, he had never got his quarterback, I guess. You can pin no. Ballard, but.
1: No, and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to end up turning to Will Levis or something of the likes. But, you well, know, when, I, I thought coming into the season, I thought the, you know, I I thought the Jaguars were probably going to be third in the AFC South. I thought, you know, just like you, I thought the Colts were, you know, probably going to be solid on the Frank Reich. I still think. If Jim Ursa wasn't, you know, a complete <laughs> kind of quack of an owner and, you know, didn't fire Frank Reich for what seemed like no reason when the Colts were like almost 500 and then their season was still, you know, pretty much alive. Uh, I mean, if they didn't do that, you know, who knows what the Colts season, what maybe it would have become. But I had the Jaguars at, you know, I think six and 11. And most of my predictions, I might have said seven and 10. Uh, if I ever said that, that was just a cop out because my real prediction is probably six and 11. So (laughs) ultimately, you know, they've destroyed the expectations I had. And, you know, I I, obviously how people think about the season will be dictated by what happens Saturday night. But I mean, in terms of the seasons I've covered, I mean, it's been beyond beyond the most uh, exciting. You know, it's been an actually a fun team uh, to watch.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like it all just comes back to the coaching because like I was really hung up on the quarterback just because like I was like not that like believing in Trevor the whole way was like really that astonishing or hot of a take or whatever you want to call it. But like there was people that were like just like if like if people were like saying comparing him to Minshew, then it's like, okay, no, you can't like they're not in the same sentence. It's two different quarterbacks. And so I was like just trying to focus on being like, okay proof that like Trevor's a guy and last year was like because he was thrown to Tavon Austin in the end zone and like <laughs> um so but like like when the weapons that were added were like the weapons that were added that were like good but not anything crazy not like a Calvin Ridley trade I was like okay well it's gonna take until 2023 um so like basically long story short what I'm trying to say is I wasn't really considering Doug's impact as much I was like I remember when Foles came to Jacksonville, I wasn't over the fence, but I was like, okay, at least we have a guy that can throw a spiral compared to Borles. And so with Peterson, it was the same thing where I was like, okay, at least we have a guy that like can like run NFL practices and has like a little bit of respect, but it's been like so much higher than that in terms of like the bar and ceiling. I mean, um, like, it's just clear, not how, just like how much buy-in is in like the locker room, I guess, but just like, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like, it's just like, (laughs) that's what I'm trying to say. I have a problem that every
1: time I hear Nick Foles in a Jaguars conversation, I just, I, I've become happy now. And, you know, I'm one of the people that, you know, kind of always knew from the beginning that, Hey, he's going to absolutely be terrible. So yeah, yeah, no, I, I, it, it was, it was therapeutic watching him throw three interceptions and, whatever primetime game that was a couple of weeks ago, but not, nonetheless, I, I, I think, you know, overall, you're exactly right. I thought I was including the Doug Peterson factor when I said six and 11, you know, I just, I didn't think they would turn around, you know, really as quickly as it did. And I think there are even moments, you know, throughout the season to wonder, you know, if they would do, I mean, they were two and six at one point, you know, um, I mean, I'm, they were three and whatever at one point, you know, they, they were definitely times of season where they looked dead in the water. I mean, when it was 17 to zero against the Raiders, they looked like, you know, season over there, but, you know, since that point, you know, obviously turned that around. And I think, you know, that really carries us into what we want to talk about this week with Titans week, you know, winner, winner goes on loser goes home week 18. Gus, how you feeling about Saturday?
0: uh i'm very excited to go i'm (laughs) just on a personal non-game standpoint i've been just thinking about what time i want to show up because you know i I know i'm a little bit washed drinking wise and extracurricular wise and so i need to feed myself a little bit um so i'm very excited to go though it was announced today that there's going to be teal end zones i believe they're wearing all teal uniforms um it was also announced today they're going to give out um, like teal flags to the first 60,000 fans, which totally made the joke. It's like, if the capacity is 65,000, was it really that hard to get the extra 5,000 flags? But regardless, uh, it should be a really fun atmosphere. And so like, like the defense, I think, is going to have to kind of like ride on that energy because like I think the defense's progression has been like this season, instead of going from a bad unit to a good unit, they've more so gone from a bad unit with a lot of miscommunication and not a lot of good like coaching adjustments to one that's like just like doing better and not messing up and shooting themselves in the foot as much. But then also playing Zach Wilson in the rain and two different quarterbacks in Houston. Um, but I think like the energy from the crowd will be a big factor.
1: You, you give me your give me your honest opinion. I. I never have any problem with being, you know, the Razor Ramon, you know, uh, the bad guy, uh, Scarface, whatever it is. Give me give me your opinion. Do you like the, uh, it was always the Jags bit?
0: I, well, no.
1: no. I, didn't get it. I was like, I
0: feel like it's like a reference to something that like, like, I'm just like not getting like, it, like, it's like a Seinfeld reference or something. Like, or I mean, I said Seinfeld highly. I love Seinfeld, but it was like, it's from like an old show and I just don't get it. So I feel out of the loop. And then someone told me it was a barstool thing. And I was like, so not only was I out of the loop, so I should have felt the way I did, and but it's also like from barstool. So it's like, no, nah, I hate it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. On that should, note.
0: Do you love it? Do I love it? I'm excited to get a free teal towel with it stamped on do you, do you, it. On Saturday. Do you think I love it? <laughs> not only do I think it, <laughs> <laughs> I know you already got the tattoo designed so you can put it somewhere on your body. No, nah,
1: my uh, as you know, my body's a temple. There, there will be no ink <laughs> on. There will be no ink on. on you
0: know, that's a great line. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Also, like right. Dewey that said it. Like, <laughs> <for> being, like <laughs> such like a fun guy and like he, probably a locker <laughs> guy, and he's always been he, his special teams he's, guy. And, like, he's, all that stuff, but like it had to be Dewey. Dude, a, he's kind of
1: he's kind of summed up this hot this hot streak. I mean, he's played out of his
0: mind. Like they're literally getting career best performances from. It feels yeah. like
1: like half the fifty three man roster.
0: Well, it's just that like the ball ends up in their lap every single week now. It, like the Dewey just uh, got an interception come last on. off a tip. Dude, did the foyer Wasn't an interception. I think Cal against the Jets where he kicked it. It was a BC I couldn't that was do a good that. play. A video game well in real life what he just did
1: what about the uh the, Dave,
0: the davis mills tyson campbell touchdown was that
1: was that bad offense good defense or both the
0: davis mills who went out what the
1: when davis mills fumbled the ball and tyson campbell scored the touchdown in the uh oh. nfl game the Jacksonville jaguars played in week 17 against the houston texans
0: yeah that was cool i, I have no problems with that just because Tyson's operation <laughs> with me, just no. But
1: that, that that was that the ball just falling into their lap, or, or are oh, they
0: yeah. generating these turnovers?
1: is by question.
0: The, the worst one was probably in the Titans game in Week 15 when uh, Shaq just like popped the ball. I mean, it was a great hit, but it was a <laughs> lucky. so like uh, you know, like the whole Dewey thing, and like the defense is lucky. So now I'm coming with the podcast. He, he,
1: here you are, the numbers
0: guy to tell us turnovers. <laughs> That's
1: my Tur- turnovers are high variance. Yeah, I get it. Oh. It's it's 2014. <laughs> Thank you, Pete Carroll. But none, none nonetheless, I mean, I, I guess that's, you know, maybe it, is that one area you think that the team, you know, coming into this week against the Titans, like, you know, they have to watch for them. Because, I mean, the last time they played the Titans, I think they were, what, plus four in the turnover battle? I mean, the Titans fumbled yeah. three was, times.
0: Um, Yeah, see, that's the thing is that, like, you can't count on the variance that the Jaguars have had because they have, like, have had some turnover luck and, like, they've gotten a lot more sacks, which, like, I don't know if that's necessarily going to regress, but, like, I don't know. Um, i are playing Dennis daily. But, like, the thing – like, that's kind of, like, why I said the thing about the crowd. Like, that's, that wasn't just saying, like, me personally, yeah. I just like, go to a game. Like, that yeah. actually will, like, add to variance of, like, Josh Dobbs making his second career start. Like, should we talk about Josh Dobbs for a minute? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, why, why the heck not? Well, I mean, so for me, I didn't watch the Titans Thursday night game last week against the Cowboys, so I didn't watch him play at all. Uh, today, I watched a ninety-second YouTube video of his highlights, and it was like the best part of my week so far. It was like a, it was like a four-yard scramble, and then like a screen to a running back for thirty yards, and then um, just like a button hook that was like five yards downfield, and it was like set to like this like like back just like background trap beat music that was like like pretty hard and so like it was like music was good in getting me fired up but uh highlights were not and so that was kind of funny i didn't know if there was like anything like i didn't really have any takeaways because i watched a youtube video but i don't know if you saw the game or if you had any like actual real takes about his on-field play
1: that uh that was the best part of your week so far
0: yeah, actually no. Second,
1: the hell have you been up to this week?
0: <laughs> uh, well, I was like turning through film um, after work to try. Oh God! A- I mean, like the that's the hardest thing about adulting is I don't get to force myself to watch Jags film every week. So I was catching up a little bit, and there was like a really funny play that a Jaguars player made. It was like it wasn't Caleb on chase on, but it was like one of those Caleb on chase on plays where he's just like flailing all over the field. And so I was where trying. I I want to. It, uh, s- it was. Okay, I'll give you one guess, and I'll tell you. Arden Key. Yes. <laughs> was there one where he's, like, stumbling, like, a couple times, he and he regains his balance? For, like, three steps.
1: Yeah, somebody I tweeted would, it out
0: already. I, You're I, slow. I, like, could not stop laughing. So, I, when I was trying to post it to Twitter, I'll try to post it again. It wasn't working for me for some reason earlier. Um, but that was number yeah. one. And then the Josh Dobbs seeing, like, the hype video for, like, 90 seconds, like, late season <laughs> flights. Um, That was pretty The To help you –
1: the hell's been going on with your week? Have you been getting, like,
0: <laughs>
1: just just harassed?
0: Uh, Like, at work?
1: What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> in order to watch? I, I don't know. That was the best part of your week. No, Josh, watching Josh Cobb uh, I mean, was not the like, best part of my week.
0: But Monday Night Football got, like, postponed. That was pretty That's true. awful. That's true. That's kind of a, a little damper on things. So, it was, like, football plays making me laugh today was pretty nice, I guess. Well, now I feel bad. <laughs> it's okay. Oh. He's doing better. That's all right. Yeah. We'll have our other you... some prayer emojis. Uh, our graphics. Yeah, that,
1: that was a funny Orton key play. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say now.
0: So give me your Dobbs takes. If any. He's he to... better. He he yeah, no, I, I watch Thursday night football
1: and then I but I can't. Again, the speech. Yeah, pro, yeah I get it, people. I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't, though. There are just some words I'm going to completely. And I mean, and it, it's happened in press conferences and interviews. And you can tell that coach or player I'm talking to when it happens, they're just like, what'd you say? <laughs> like, so, no, it, 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 my impression of Dobbs is that he's a better option than Malik Willis. I mean, um, uh, In the time since we last recorded, I've, you know, began coaching youth football, you know, Pop Warner style football with, you know, my dad, Orange Park, Florida, going to be calling plays this upcoming season. And when I watch Malik Willis play, you know, like I'm not trying, like, the best kind of offense is like an academy offense, dude. Like, you know, like the kind of offense I would want running youth football, man. Like, I'm not trying to throw the ball ever. Just right. you know, let your quarterback be like this. You know, complete like and it, it sucks because Malik Willis was a cool prospect. He was obviously, you know, not a good one. I thought I thought going into his last season at Liberty that he would be a guy who could become a first round pick, and then his last season at Liberty was like every week it was like a new like horrible pick six was being tweeted. In. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> I mean, it was like. Ne- It was, like, never-ending, yeah. Not even just, like, just a missed pass. That's like, oh, man, he should have hit that. But, like, yeah, it was bad. No, and
1: it's clear you can't have a passing game with him at
0: quarterback. Can you have a
1: passing game with Dobbs at quarterback? Eh? Yeah, Try (laughs) it.
0: More harder, more better.
1: Yeah, like, like he's he's a better quarterback, and he can run some. But I, I will, to your point about turnovers earlier, Dobbs did put the football on the ground twice last week. You know, he lost one of them. So I I, I I do think that there will be instances where Dobbs, you know, like he, he, the one thing with him, and I think with a lot of quarterbacks early on, you know, Trevor Lawrence dealt with this, a lot of young quarterbacks, you know, just that feel for the pocket and pressure and not making mistakes in that instance. I mean, it just, he's just a completely uncomfortable working and navigating pressure last week. So I think there'll be instances where the Jaguars pass rush, which I do think can not hit home this week we'll be able to force him into mistakes. So he's better than Malik Willis. Like, Jags fans should be happy. Jags fans should have hoped Malik Willis would be playing. I, I couldn't believe when they named Jobs the starter last week that people were like, oh, they're resting Malik Willis. Yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. Team. was like, <laughs> oh, is just,
0: like, resting him. Yeah. And it's like, no, Vrabel does not want to play him. Like, it's telling that they don't run trot out, like, the triple option offense for him and, like, don't yeah. adjust it to, like, just be like pure like quarterback runs and stuff because like it like I think that's like the part of the whole their general manager Robinson getting fired is like he was trying to like kind of build the team for the future for when Tannehill leaves and when after A.J. Brown etc cetera, etc cetera. and variable was like uh I don't want this I don't want this guy I want to play my dudes and so now he's yeah. Maybe Joshua Dobbs isn't his dude, but he's not Malik Willis. Yeah. I, I mean,
1: Dobbs probably played better than you would expect a guy who was signed off to practice squad eight days earlier.
0: Yeah. You when know, we're playing.
1: Sure in like year five yeah. so, however. But early. I don't think he's that far removed from Davis Mills and Zach Wilson in terms of quality start, starter.
0: No. Nah. Yeah, it's like – Dude, I watched, rewatched the Zach Wilson or the Jets game day, and my goodness he's like the NFL's Ben Simmons like it has to I, be like a confidence thing or like a. I couldn't even I couldn't
1: even take joy in being right I didn't like yeah video. like I like
0: couldn't post any Twitter videos I was like this is just sad I feel so, I just feel for like Jets fans honestly even though they're no oh, no I don't feel for Jets fans no yeah. Jets, yeah. N- like, no, no. I'm gonna deal with that like, I wouldn't worse on my worst enemy Josh
1: no. no, 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 jo-
0: yeah, Josh. I got dogs on my head,
1: dude. No, every time I ever do anything over the phone, like yeah, any kind of service, they always say, "Josh," and I'm like, "No, what? What am I saying? When I say John, that's yeah. not." But I, 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 do I do guess similar syntax. John, yeah. And
0: they're like, "Oh, nice to meet you, Josh." I'm like, "Okay, you too, guy."
1: I changed your name on my phone to
0: Augustus. Mm, nice. It's a good one. You know, I'm Let's glad say- I was skinny as a kid or else the Augustus glute name definitely would have stuck and I would have hated it so much. But like I was like skinny as rails growing up. I mean, still pretty skinny, but I was like, not. Unfortunately, it, it did not stick. So Goose. Did, got- any,
1: did any nickname stick? Did you no. have any nickname growing up?
0: Uh my dad would call me Goose until he like would he would scream it on the sidelines and it got me embarrassed. So I like had to tell him to stop and then he just stopped using it altogether. So I still feel a little bit bad for that. Uh, and then, like, Augustus. Gussie. Gussie Poop. G-Dad. Uh, G-Dad. Gussie Poop. G-Dad
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gussie Pooh. On, on, like, on Guss that note.
0: Name for, like, just, like, the stupidest nicknames possible. So yeah. there's, there's a bunch of random ones, really.
1: Yeah. No, I, I did not have kind of nicknames from school kids growing up. Kid, kids are terrible.
0: Kids, kids yeah. are absolutely yeah. awful, man. hmm Ship. Like I'm I'm not. I definitely would have called you Ship or Shipley if I knew you growing up. I, I was named something that rhymed with it. Mm. Yeah. Not kinda,
1: this thing. where were we? Yeah, then? no, no. I mean, I you know, not to not to get religious or anything, but if you do believe in afterlife and whatnot, I'm not positive, you know, if you're like a middle schooler that. You know, you kind of have to be an adult and repent for the things that you did as a middle schooler to reach that. Because middle school kids are just absolutely demonic. I say this as a uh, middle schooler you kid who's,
0: pay for your middle school behavior just later in the same life rather than the actual. Yeah. yeah, I mean, kids are terrible. Man, must have been a piece of crap in that middle school.
1: Yeah, no, no. On that, that note, yeah.
0: And honestly, that kind
1: of sums up perfectly. You know what? Jackson has kind of gone through the last couple of years. It's like being a kid in middle school again. Just yeah. you know, a, a, everybody around you is just absolutely you and know deranged. You're it, you're like, ah, yeah, we're in exactly. Playoff. We're fighting exactly.
0: For
1: now, I mean, what what do you really attribute the? I mean, the the turnaround to like obviously is a Doug. You know, I would like what what percentage watch would you say? You know, Doug, Trevor, etc. I know you'll probably go ninety Trent. <laughs> Five, Doug. Five, Trevor. Want to make your own podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then lets you distribute it everywhere and anywhere, and even earn money right from it. And it's all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here is how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, no matter where you're at, you can start creating today.
0: No, John. I would say it's more like point oh 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 five percent, Balky, and then the rest just kind of between Trevor and Doug. However, you see fit. A little bit more towards Doug. Doug's a majority yeah. stakeholder in this. Ninety nine percent. I'm not sure that. I'm not sure that's fair. <laughs> okay. Fine. Do I have to explain myself, or I feel like you should explain yourself? Both.
1: Both. both. I, I
0: wouldn't I wouldn't cut him a, a
1: large piece of the cake, but...
0: I can talk about... My own. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk about why Doug and Trevor are good if you want to cover bulky right after. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, yeah, go for it.
0: Because I'm not... I'm, if I would put it, like, percentage-wise, I'd
1: put bulky front office vis-a-vis probably, like, 20%. Probably, like...
0: 40-40-20. But then it's like, at least me looking in from the outside, I can be like, oh, no, those are all hand-picked guys by Doug Peterson and Mike Caldwell and Press Taylor. Fair enough. Um, all right. Go, go, go ahead, sell me. Sell he me. Just, like, did the contract work and kind of, like, did so, all the – Sell
1: me this pin. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, so for Trevor, there was multiple reports – that after the week eight loss to the Broncos in London, in which he threw, I believe two interceptions, uh, including there was definitely one in the red zone and <laughs> he so, was terrible. Up until that point in the season, excuse me, he was uh, there was a stat that Steven Ruiz posted about how he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league efficiency wise um, outside of the red zone and then one of the worst quarterbacks in the league in the red zone. and so that was kind of the difference between a lot of points obviously and then a lot of losses and wins uh and so apparently as i was going to say reportedly for multiple reports after the broncos game teammates came up to trevor and was like dude you gotta get it together basically to paraphrase um and when i first heard that i was like really because like i was like a trevor guy so i was like like yeah he can do better but like he's still like the jags are among the league leaders and team drops um it's clear like they're like maybe a little bit better of a receiver group than last year, but not by a whole lot. And so I was like, "Eh, I don't know about that. Uh, But Trevor himself has said that, like, lit a fuse under him. And, like, I would have thought that it would have been a detriment to his confidence, honestly, but it seemed to kind of spark something or snap something in him. So he's been lights out since then in and out of the red zone and has just been playing with, like, kind of like a confidence and a rhythm, I would say. Because that was one of the biggest things. It was like whenever he was like inaccurate or just bad before this stretch, uh, it, like it felt like he was like just like forcing passes, um, rather than just kind of like playing in the system and playing loose sort of. And so he's got a lot more confidence, and it's just playing with fire beneath him. Whatever else you want to throw out there, that are phrases like that. But I, yeah, so like he he's just kind of like been on a different level. No, and
1: I agree with that I, I think. I think the turnaround was Ryan Fitzpatrick saying he he wasn't an alpha. I mean, if Ryan Fitzpatrick said I wasn't
0: alpha, no, then you yeah, know I would. <laughs> like Ryan Fitzpatrick that sparkly like ridiculous alpha he has on too with that beard. That's <laughs> is- a Bo-
1: boomer. However, the Bengals quarterback NFL whatever his name is, yeah. uh, s- said some interview the other day that Mac Jones has like a d bag, you know, kind of nature to him, and I'm like, dang it, boomer is saying that again. <laughs> Dang, dude. Yeah, but I, I, it, it, I, I think, you know, a lot of credit obviously goes to Doug for, you know, I last year showed that, not every coach can get, you know, the most out of every quarterback. You know, like Trevor Lawrence, like probably every other quarterback on this planet outside of maybe, you know, a handful ever. You know, it's not coach proof. Yeah, I, I mean, there, there is a way there was a path to ruining Trevor Lawrence and, you know, Urban Meyer set forth on it. So I think obviously you have to give Doug Peterson credit for being that coach who, you know, kind of unlocked Trevor Lawrence, you know, the best parts of his game, I, I think, you know, play action passing, you know, RPOs, you know, something he did a ton of at Clemson, you know, so, something I, I, I I miss real football, you know, non RPO football, but you know, it, it's there to say in the Jaguars are fantastic at it. And I, you know, overall, I think Peterson just what he's done to build around Trevor, I mean, (laughs) dudes are open, like, you know, pretty much in any given play, like, somebody's open, you know, Doug's done a great job of, you know, really the bread and butter, like, you know, maybe he might not do anything, absolutely insane that you're going to see, you know, some self appointed film junkie on Twitter blue, you know, that's going to tweet about that week, but it works. You know, I mean, he's he's a football guy.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, it's a great student and a great tutor because Doug kind of gets all the answers to the test and is, like, just, like, talk about putting players in a position to succeed. Uh, he's yeah. done that for But, like, I, for, for his part, like, the test is made easier by his teacher, but, like, he always nails what's given to him, too.
1: I, I will say – the front office in Balkan is their credit for the free agency class because it was a class that, you know, obviously it's elevated by Peterson to an extent, but I think even defensively as they've put guys in better positions, I think Fourier, you know, I
0: Boy, don't think. agree on that. He's been
1: really yeah. I, I I think normally you see guys with like that many tackles and you're like, okay, he's probably, you know, mediocre or whatever. I think I think he's been awesome. <laughs> you know, like, over the winning streak, he's been like a hammer in the middle of the defense. So, Boyer, yeah. I think Darius Williams, since they played him outside, like I'm pretty sure you and I probably talked about on one of these podcasts, he never made sense in the slot, whatever. uh Brayshon Jenkins has been playing inspired football. You know, overall, you know, outside of, you know, obviously the Devin Lloyd pick hasn't panned a ton of results yet, unless you're into shaquille leonard you know ask turnover production where the ball just dude the ball's the ball's like a magnet yeah. sometimes i like look at you look at a production on like pro football reference and it's awesome and then you look at the plays and you're like it's like a yakety sax video of of, of football plays but you know stellar rookie production no but i mean it's about to be 17 starts from a rookie center who at, at the very least, you know, has has been an asset in terms of protection calls and really in terms of, you know, a lot of things that they do in the screen game. Uh Trayvon Walker, he's been a plus in the running game. You know, he's started to figure it out as a passer, as he's been used more correctly. And just the fact that, yeah, you know, you're right. Doug Peterson, and the coaching staff, had a big say in who they added. But there's a reason these guys are coaches and not, you know, in the in the front office. At, at the end of the day, the like work was done by those guys. So, I, I said that somebody's criticized the front office, uh, you know, frequently. I still, you know, a lot of things to criticize them for. But I think you're seeing this free agency class, in my opinion, has probably had, you know, the best year one results of any Jaguars overall free agency class. I know the Calais and AJ Boye one, Barry Church that was probably a good one too. But I can't really name a third.
0: Someone was just talking today about. I guess, yeah, Foy is the best one. When he got signed, I was I thought about Blake Martinez, who went for the Packers to the Giants a couple of years ago in free agency, and that was immediately after leading the league in tackles. And I yeah. saw a couple articles by, like, analysts and numbers guys that was like, oh, this is a terrible contract, which is partly because, like, their whole positional value overvalue thing with off-ball linebackers. But also, like, like just because he led the league in tackles doesn't necessarily mean he's, like, the best – linebacker in the league which makes sense and so like that was kind of my thinking with the foyer thing and like the falcons fans i knew were like he's like a solid good player but like he's not anything special but he's been like for as like up and down the other starting linebacker position has been with like the rookies going in and out yeah yes like i don't know how he does it dude like he literally lines
1: up the defense every single play and then you know i have to go full speed i'm like dude that looks exhausting
0: yeah, and he's like flying all over the field, like finishing plays. Like he's been a great signing. Yeah. Um, no, so I, I I think we we'd agree
1: that most of the credit goes to, you know, Doug and Trevor, obviously. You know, we've talked a little bit about things that you know maybe aren't quite as sustainable. I think we probably agree that overall turnovers. Are, are there any, you know, as you've been grinding through film over the last couple of weeks, or is there anything that you really you know, things that have caught your eye, things that maybe have surprised
0: you or individual performances that, you know, you, you really think are noteworthy. Um, well, I'll just the one last thing on Doug that I'll say, because we never really yeah. gave like, a full argument on him. <laughs> you can get sure. all these flowers. Uh, like the fact that they have like learned how to win in just one season is like wild to me because like, oh, yeah. they we're close in the first half of the season with like the six consecutive losses by just one score. And it was like, all right, well, it's cool that they're competing at least. Like, that's better than last year. But you still kind of got to get over that hump. And so, like, the fact that they have gotten over that hump and, like, now when they're losing by multiple scores, like, they don't really feel out of it because the defense can, like, has proven now that they can get stops late and the offense can put points up at will with Trevor, as long as Trevor's healthy. Um, and then, like, when they're ahead, like, they know how to win that way too. Like, I think it's been, like, honestly, like a underrated – impressive thing this year is like whenever they get a multi-score lead like against the Texans last week and against the Jets the week before like against the Chargers in week three uh like holding on to the league and lead and like knowing kind of situation of football and how to burn the clock is something that like a lot of coaches actually struggle with in the NFL and Doug's handled just winning really well on both sides of the coin um and then to answer do you have anything to add or should I go to film?
1: I mean, I, you can go ahead and go to film. I, I, I think we both, Doug, Doug, my last thing I think I would add is Doug deserves coach of the year consideration. Uh, the giants are a lucky mid team. The yeah. Vikings are mid, uh, the Eagles, you know, it's like, uh, you have, you know, five star ingredients. Of course you're cooking, you know, a great meal. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Doug, Doug came into a, you know, a roster that was, Kind of patched together a bunch of young guys and a bunch of free agents. and you know they've like you said, they figured out how to win. so yeah, I mean go ahead to jump the film.
0: objectively like a bottom five unit going into the season. and then like with the whole like recovering from urban thing, plus like you have a generational quarterback thing, like there's yeah. a, a bunch of different things that kind of bake into it. It's not just like the team won five or six more games than it did last year. So yeah, I agree with you, even if he doesn't win it, which. I don't know what the odds look like now. Nah, I'm sure he's not the front runner, but definitely <laughs> excuse me, definitely cons- deserves consideration. How you been doing on your Gus bets? Um, I've been pretty good. I was like riding ETN to start the season actually. Like I think yeah. uh, at one point, like I was like really good on him and then like not awful on everything else, but like losing wise. And for most of the season, I've been like really like weirdly close to 500. And so I've gotten a little bit above that, but like i'll take that dude like it would be like cool if i could like kind of like actually like boast about it and like maybe one day make people pay me for it would that be the dream but like just like for the first full year that i'm like tracking prop bets on big cat country is what john's talking about uh and i usually do like three or four a week so it's going pretty well it's honestly go ahead is there an actual name for it, or did, did I
1: just pull Gus bets out of completely nowhere?
0: I love Gus bets, honestly. It flows pretty good. I thought I thought that was. I name. do I do best bets. It's best bets, which like you best can't. Best bets. Well, yeah. Neither of us. has speech problems. There's a gambling. There's a gambling place, in Orange Park named Best Bet. Yeah, Best Bet. Well, uh, multiple bets. But yeah, I just do like a couple of prop bets, and so like, part awesome. part of it honestly is just like kind of thinking about narratives for the game, like let's probably talk about Evan Engram later and how he did really well against Titans. So I'll probably have like a prop bet for him just because like, it's like, Oh, I think like with the matchups that we're going to talk about, this player will do well. And then like, I just kind of go on the odds and see what correlates is how I'd go about it. Like, I don't have like a model or anything like that, or like not really going about it, how like a pro sports better would for sure. Not that that needs to be said. (laughs) Fair, Fair enough. It's going well. Um, to answer your film question, the reason I wanted to make sure we had that question in, in there is just because I'm glad we gave Boye a shout-out because he he deserves one as a, from film grinders. But Tyson Campbell has been, like, ridiculously good. He deserves to be talked about way more. I saw that the Jags official handle, like, added EA his rating up. And so, like, it's good that he has, like, traction and not saying, like, no one talks about him because I've also seen, like, national guys be, like, Oh, he's probably one of the more underrated players in the league. So it's not that no one's talking about him, but he still deserves to be talked about more just because that's how good he is. Like, he just like is a lockdown guy on one side of the field. And so now like, like opponents the entire season have been targeting number two and number three, which is, as I think more, more to do with Campbell being as good as he is, than the number two and three defenders for the Jags being as bad as they might be. Um, I'll I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you a
1: film grinder's hipster niche, niche one to throw in there. Guys caught my eye. Guess, guess. You won't guess. At first, in, I was in, Hamilton, in, just in a million out. guesses. You won't guess, but go ahead and guess.
0: Hamilton was going to be like a guy that, like, I might have said his name if we were stuck on the subject for a little bit. But if it's more niche, we won't be. Agnew? Dude, I saw right. Agnew. Agnew ran like a quadruple, like, he ran a really nice route a couple weeks ago, so like that kind of caught me by surprise. It was like an outside route. So who's your guy? No, he's he
1: he's perfect for Doug for like Doug's scheme, like just dude using motion. All and the stuff. Motion
0: but... crap, it works yeah. so well. It's awesome.
1: No, uh, uh, right position, Tim Jones.
0: Really, dude's
1: basically a, a like a blocking tight end at a position, and he just completely puts a cornerback like like just watch him on on some run plays specifically him and he's just putting dudes in the ground.
0: Yeah. He's he's the Tim Tebow that was promised. (laughs) Go to hell. Right end. Go Uh, to hell. (laughs) Go straight to hell. (laughs) I've it's been what seven months six seven months still can't mention Tim Tebow on this podcast. Yeah, no, I, I saw something that like on by the thirty third team I think it was uh, or maybe it was Sports Info Solutions. It was probably both actually. That was like, um, like the best, or like it was something about like the healthiest players, the Iron Men in the league, of like guys who were like played the most consistent snaps at each position. And Tim Jones was listed as like the sole receiver. He's like the Iron Man of all receivers in the NFL. I was like, he's played two hundred snaps. But, I mean, I guess that, I mean, the film and the numbers correlate here. Kiss the a, like, ring. Grinder.
1: Kiss the ring.
0: <laughs> that's a good one, though. Um, yeah. Nah. Like, that, that is, like, a true film grinder's answer because, like, he doesn't catch passes. So, like, no one pays attention nah. him. <laughs> I but, don't throw him anyway. That's actually a really good one.
1: I feel bad for him, dude. <laughs> I don't, they don't throw him any <laughs> He doesn't even get, like, the Chris Manhurts, like, sympathy passes. <laughs> and, right. You know, like, it's literally like Chris Manhurts. Like, you can tell when they throw him the ball, it's to be like, thank you for, you know, your blocking yeah. efforts. It, so. it, yeah,
0: it's, like, probably bad, but it's, like, it's just because, like, the defense is not expecting it at all. That's, like, how much we've set it up. And like just what your role is, that like I don't remember what game it it might it might have been the Titans
1: game, whatever game it was where he had like a twenty yard catch, (laughs) man,
0: yeah, yeah, I think it was a Titans game. That dude, that was like play of the year. That was vintage Mercedes. There was like a period of flags football. I feel like I probably mentioned it before, where like it's an inside joke with my friends, where it's like the Mercedes screen, just like to pull it out randomly. It works every time, and he's just like going in slow motion down the field. Yeah, no, play 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 of the year, no question. I mean,
1: overall, you know, Gus, I mean, just, you know, looking through the season, you know, what you've seen on tape on the Jaguars, what I've seen of them, I mean, you know, now, now we're getting, you know, to the nitty gritty, you know, what we saw from these two teams the last time they played. What did you see, you know, on tape that you think might be different this time, you know, and terms of the Jaguars the last time they played the Titans I know a few guys will be back Nitro, Ar- Archie, Danico what, whatever will be back <laughs> uh, <laughs> Christian Fulton will will be back you know they'll have a, full, a few pieces back but overall what do you think will be different what do you think will be
0: uh, similar I would say matchups in the middle of the field is going to be what I'm looking at when the Jags are on offense just because Evan Engram had a career day across the board the last time these two teams met um, and so it'll be interesting to see. I know Kevin Byard, the Titan safety, got two interceptions off Dak Prescott last week when he was targeting his tight end, Dalton Schultz. And so, like, if I'm like kind of wondering to see if like the Titans will be like, okay, we're not going to let Engram go off on us. We're going to stick Byard on him the whole t- game and like make sure there's like someone kind of helping across the middle with an eye on him, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So, whether or not Evan Engram specifically continues to get plus matchups or if the Titans kind of, like, make sure that he's not going to ruin another Sunday for them, or if this is a Saturday. Darn it. Uh, and then, like, also, like, David Long, who I had never heard of before this year, but has been an outstanding – He's league. been awesome. Like, like a Pro Bowl level, honestly. I don't know if he's going to get any – if he got any votes or if he's, like, actually that level, but he's been really good. He missed the last contest. That was a big injury. Um, I don't think he's been on the injury report at all this week because I think he's, like, been out. Uh, but He's not even like, activated. Oh, he's not going to be? I, th- I heard, like, he No, he's be. not activated. So he won't be playing? No. Okay. Well, yeah. so the uh, backup um, linebacker was kind of a position that Peterson the offense took advantage of last game. So mm-hmm. I would assume that's going to happen again this game.
1: You don't uh, think Dylan Cole is a is a threat?
0: <laughs> a guy, another guy i have never heard of before this year. Why would he cry? Why would he
1: cry? I I I get it. Dude. These guys put so much into it, but he took it a step
0: too far. Yeah, like I like understand. And I'm way. a crier.
1: I say that as somebody who cries.
0: Right. It's got to be like near to impossible to like be able to step out of like the box of like emotions like after competing in a football game. But like, you got to do it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, let's see. Other film takeaways and matchups. I would say, like, Shatley got bullied a little bit in the last game. Lawrence got pressured 13 times and at a 30% clip, each of which were the highest marks in a game since week four against the Eagles. So, um, like, the, the whole season, really, but especially, like, in the half in this, like, stretch that he and the team are playing really well. They've been really good at getting the ball out late. So you'll see – or getting the ball early, excuse me. So you'll be see a bunch of stats that are like, oh, and under 2.5 seconds to throw. Trevor Lawrence has been awesome. And so that was part of the Titans game is that like there was a lot of hurries but not a ton of sacks, not that I remember at least. Um, and so like just like continuing to make sure there's answers to the test, that whole thing, and like getting the ball out quickly before Chatley and what other, whatever other weak links there might be, especially with Simmons probably being 100%.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I, interested to see how much of an impact Christian Kirk has this week because, you know, kind of the beauty of Christian Kirk's role in the Jaguars offense is, you know, not there are not that many, you know, number one cornerbacks who are defending the slot consistently, you know, so it, Christian Kirk normally is drawing a team's second or third best cornerback and, you know, against the depleted Titans secondary. I'm interested to see, you know, how much of a role he has. I, I think it's probably gonna be tough to run the ball again. I I, I think against Houston, it was just a matter of I mean, he, he, Gus, you saw the same H- Houston, Houston did not show up to that game. I mean no,
0: like no.
1: They did not care. They 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 waved the white flag. Like once once they didn't get that first fourth down, they they just kind of
0: Right. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was <laughs> like they were like trying so hard on like these like I formation, heavy personnel, just like right up the gut. And so they got the first first down, and then, like, everyone in the world saw it coming on the second one.
1: Yeah. So, no, uh,
0: four, I – game was over from there.
1: I'm interested to see if the Jaguars pass rush I, – I think the interior pass rush has been a lot better in the last couple of weeks. You yeah, know, Devon Hamilton's, you know, made a difference. Uh, Roy Robson Harris, I think – has played his best you know f- football
0: yeah. well, well what's funny about that that wants to make spot uh, no, like, like no, it was nothing that you personally said it's just that i was going to mention him earlier with like your whole balky stick of like free agents that like dude he yeah. was i like forgot he exists in the first half of the year he just wasn't doing anything but you're like that was like one of my biggest takeaways from the grinding film i've done this week was that he definitely has shown up in recent weeks and like if you want you want to make the argument of
1: They've played terrible offenses, with terrible quarterbacks and terrible offensive lines the last two weeks. I get it. I agree <laughs> with you. But they're playing, they're playing the same team this week, you know? Like, I mean, Robson Harris has been dominant the last two weeks. I mean, I think the Titans have, what, one original starter left on their offensive line?
0: Yeah. I I was, like, looking up Titans stuff today, and, like, they, I they just keep complaining about their left tackle, on it. Like, days or Dawes or something, I think. Um,
1: Dennis Daly.
0: I was gonna say Josh Allen is like probably my player to watch on the defense this week because mostly because like he's gonna have that plus matchup on uh, the left side, which is like where Trayvon got the strip sack against Tannehill in the Titans game, and there was a bunch of other pressures kind of coming from that side. So if Allen is able to take advantage, um, I agree with you there. It's kind of like take advantage of that left tackle, but then like can the interior keep it up after the past couple weeks? Yeah, no, absolutely, and
1: I I think obviously, I mean, the, the Titans' game plan—it's not going to be anything revolutionary, you know. They're probably going to come up with some, I mean, some trick plays. I mean, <laughs> hey, week fourteen, you know, uh, what was the first play? It was like a flea flicker, you know. That was right. when they had the
0: their... really flea flickers against the Jaguars. It's funny.
1: Yeah, no, no, that was a great play by Tyson Campbell to bring it up too. But I I think you know the Titans' game plan is going to be obvious. It's going to be those desperation kind of plays. It's going to be quick hitting pass plays, play action passing, and hand it to Derrick Henry. I mean, do, do you think the Jaguars, their run defense, it's obviously, you know, in terms of the advanced metrics, it's the good part of their defense. Do you think their run defense is equipped to handle Henry?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the key to the game kind of is going to be winning up front so that the secondary doesn't really have to do a lot of work because, like, if they if Henry gets tackled on his first Attempt or the defender's first attempt to tackle him. I mean, then, like, I mean, you could say that about any running back, I guess, but then he's a lot easier to stop. But, like, once he breaks just one tackle and then it's up to Darius Williams and Andrew Wingard. I mean, I guess Wingard won't be starting, but, like, once it's up to them, like, Cisco and Rayshon are both like miss so many tackles, even as great as some of their other tackles are. Um, so, like, I'd say, like, just like, containing him and making sure he doesn't get let loose and gather up chunk plays but like the Jags honestly for the last season or two have been pretty good at stifling Henry and kind of limiting that I mean game scripts and the turnovers definitely helps in the last game but and he definitely had at least two big game big runs in week 15 but again it'll be up to the interior D line to kind of shoot gaps when they're in odd fronts and Get to get that get out there in a hurry, especially helping out he, the linebackers. I mean, Muma is better than Lloyd against the run, but like that's not it's really called right. Muma. Muma,
1: yeah, Muma. It sounds like Moomoo. Moomoo, <laughs> yeah. No, here, here's my super sophisticated key to the game. The only way the Jaguars lose is if Trevor Lawrence is an idiot. <laughs> no, that's. Uh, unless he has some like backbreaking interceptions or fumbles, I just I don't think they lose this game, man. Yeah. Which he's fumbled eleven times this season, and what like like four times in the last three games or whatever. Like, yeah. th- there's definitely some precedent there of him, you know, doing something careless with the ball. Because I mean, just the way he plays, I mean, he, he's so advanced in terms of his skill set, but he still has kind of like that gunslinger like. I could do whatever with the ball, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of thing. So, but otherwise, like to, to me, if he protects the ball and I don't know, it, it, Doug Peterson, he, I don't think he ever wants to play it. Like obviously the last two weeks, he's kind of taken us foot off the gas pedal a little bit because he's kind of had the opportunity to, but I don't think he'll many times, he'll be the guy who is going to like rein back on the quarterback and like run the offense, like in spite of the quarterback, you know, especially with a guy like Trevor, but. Man, in a game this big, you know, do you you maybe, you know, try to lean on the running game a little bit, some of the RPO stuff, so, like, maybe kind of take it out of his hands a little bit because of the turnover issue, or do you let him kind of just let it rip?
0: I mean, it kind of just depends on, like, how the game is going, I think, because, like, if it's, like, the Texans game where they they kind of just, like, in, like, the Jets game, too, where they, like, almost, like, run away with it at a certain point and, like, have a bunch of momentum and, like, the fans are going crazy, then, like, I think – then, like, he'd almost, like, want to let him rip because then, like, Trevor's, like, like kind of feeling it and, like, wants to kind of, like, maybe not put on a show, but, like, he wants to do something. And, like, especially since he knows it's, like, for the division. Like, I almost feel like you don't want to, like, hold him back too much. Yeah. And, like, because, I... like, then he'll be, like, like, if you hold him back too much, then he'll be, like, oh, like, I need to create because we're just running, like, yeah. these RBO concepts and, like, I can, I know I can turn into Superman, so let me try to fit this tight window throw. So I'm
1: probably, I'm probably absolutely wrong for this, but I would call three inside zone plays on the first drive. And then, <laughs> and then after that, just call, call the game like normal. It's just right. like, to me, man, it's like on the first drive of every game, he is just at like, I don't, it was like in the preseason too, you know, like it's just the first drive. It seems like maybe he's like so amped up and ready to go that, you know, the ball just, I mean, it, it was against the Jets, you know, that first drive of that game. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, there are definitely instances of, you know, kind of some ball security issues, but I'm with you. I I would do the same thing they've been doing. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has been, you know, if you you put together the numbers and the tape, like, you know, the numbers would tell you that, yeah, Tua has been, you know, arguably the best quarterback in the NFL this year. That obviously isn't true because, you know, what are your, what What do your eyes say? You know I mean? What, what like watch the actual game. So if you're watching I mean, the actual games, what was that?
0: McDaniels playing quarterback. It, exactly. Yeah, right? Exactly. Like,
1: yeah. Credit like two is probably two is like, yeah. Top 20 starter in the league, but I, 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 I know that that little dot in the top right, of the EPA graph is fake. I know that. Yeah. My eyes work. So, but like when you combine yeah. actually watching the games, With you know the advanced metrics, Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, has been a top eight quarterback. You know throughout this year. Yeah, I think you know you you got you got to let him play. I mean, the Titans' defense, even with Simmons and Autry and Fulton back, I mean, it's not the eighty five Bears. Like,
0: yeah, and it's uh, like don't hold back like your star quarterback. Like I think that's what you're saying, but like, like if like you're holding him back and trying to calm him down for this game, like when are you going to let him loose? Like I get that he's young and he's going to have a lot more games left, but it's like. Have them grow out of it now, rather than stop being scared and then go into it. Yeah, Uh, yeah. If if your like simpleton take is that it like Trevor can't be stupid, then mine is just the defense can't be stupid and they have to like when they match up in man because they've had problems throughout the season of like assignments in terms of like who's covering who with switches. So if like they just like stick to their man, do their job, and most importantly fumble or not fumble tackle as I was talking about later with the secondary. Or earlier oh my gosh
1: now, now that i think about it do they let Devin lloyd take a snap <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hey, you know
0: jack don't... quarterman is like built for this game <laughs> he turned up big last game like if, if you want to like have him be in your like third down package because he can like blitz a little bit then sure but like yeah no, on early downs that was part of the like though that i was gonna say josh allen was like a player of the game is like they're gonna be so much in like three, four base that like, there's going to be a lot of linebackers in coverage just as a heads up to fans. So like Josh Allen is like, <laughs> like you got to rely on him to play well against that left tackle that I mentioned, but like, he's going to be in coverage and they're going to talk. You don't remember
1: his name. You don't remember his name he, at all. Do Dennis you
0: really? It's, it's like, it's like a double D name. I don't know. Come on. Let's hear it. It's like Dennis Daly. There you From, go. Yeah, yeah, that's his name. He's he's a
1: he's a finely tuned athletic machine, sacrificing you you know, it all on something. No, but no, yeah, no. He's he's been horrible this year, but nonetheless, you know, I I, I would agree with you generally. I think yeah, you know, the big thing is if you want to just like avoid like that like mental hiccup, like we're like. Oh crap, I was supposed to be covering this dude. Now he's wide open for a touchdown. You know, that's why I make the Devin Lloyd comment. Cause if anybody's, you know, liable to make that play, you know, it's probably him as expected. You know, he's a rookie linebacker, but I I just think defensively, as long as Henry doesn't gash them, I don't think Dobbs
0: if like if like we're podcasting next week and like we're talking about how Josh Dobbs beat the Jaguars and not Derrick Henry, then like then like then it must be like a free game where like they won the turnover battle four to zero or something. I don't know. I I'm, I agree with you though. Yeah. No. I, I, absolutely.
1: So I mean, overall, you know, we've we've kind of looked at this from every angle. You, you gotta you got a score prediction. You willing to put your money where your mouth is?
0: Uh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Very heavy. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. Let's hear it. Uh I said 2720 in a group chat the other day, I think. So I'm gonna stick with that. Uh 2720? No, I'm not gonna stick with that. 30 30 to 20. <laughs> They'll win by more of that touchdown. I just think it's gonna be closer than like it has been like against the than week 15 in the past two weeks because like they're a little bit healthier and like Vrabel just like I feel like a Vrabel team isn't gonna like just turn around, and lie down. Uh <laughs> if
1: I if Josh Dobbs if Josh Dobbs puts 20 points on them, then they will have a long weekend the next weekend.
0: Uh, dude, this – I I don't – I think they could. I don't think t- 20 points is that low against the Jaguars' defense. Like, they got turned beat up by Jared Goff, man. 34 to Dak, even though he had through two picks. Yeah. Like, Pine scored 22 with four turnovers, and then even the last two weeks happened. I don't know. Like, I – I'm I'm expecting the Jags to win by multiple scores, but for it to be a lot closer a game than some people seem to think it might be at the same time. Is that a good vague take that like isn't a real answer?
1: <laughs> it is. It is. I'll I'll accept that one. Twenty seven
0: that way come out on top of you don't 27,
1: Twenty seven sixteen.
0: Okay. So like the same
1: thing. Yeah. No, no no, 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 I know, but I'm not giving them the I'm not giving them the 20 her, points
0: Bar for bar <laughs>
1: no, no, it's not the same thing. you said you said they're gonna score 20 points. yeah uh, yeah yeah all right 16. come on, that's what one touchdown and three field goals. so yeah, I can do math.
0: yeah, come on that's I don't like specific game takes that I have like anything weird that happened in the game a Chris Claybrook's, like, punt block. <laughs> We've been so vindicated by by him over
1: the last month. He is.
0: Yeah, that was, like, the one thing about, like, like how low our bar was when we were talking about Jags last year is that we were just talking about special teams. He's good, man. Chris Claybrooks, good gunner. Elite gunner. Elite <laughs> gunner.
1: That's why you can get rid of Rudy Ford. Because I mean, Chris Claybrooks is, is better. You know, like, he doesn't have the
0: stupid penalty every other game that Rudy Ford had. He was a combo pick, right? Or was that Baki's first? Yeah, that was 20. That's the one thing I forgot to mention earlier. I know we're about to get out of here, but like my one criticism of Baki now that's like more of a thing for the offseason is that like the day three picks have just been horrendous and like there's no death because of it and like Jags injuries or lack thereof, I mean, has kind of hidden that this year. But like that's why they keep signing like okay dudes for 10 million a year. Because their day three picks give them no depth, so okay. that's why I'm looking to see in the future from Mister 90% of the Jags' success. Oh come on, oh, if if you want day three picks, I think you're going to get
1: them in the next couple of years. I, I I I I I think they're going to try to stock up on draft picks as much as they can and kind of make that their new, you know, way to kind of restock is just going purely draft.
0: Yeah, we'll see.
1: Yeah, yeah, we will guess. So, but I mean, you know we both ultimately have them. I mean, what percentage do you put it at that they they win this
0: game? Like, what what's your confidence level at? Give me give me that percentage. I'm at like an 85, which is like the higher it gets, like the lower it gets, because it's like, wait, it's a trap. And it's like, oh, well, like they're gonna get embarrassed and like the like fan base is just gonna be like so sad and in ruins and like that everyone's gonna be like, oh, it's the Jags until it's not, or they suck until they don't. Uh so yeah, a healthy, a healthy 85% confident level.
1: <laughs> I'll give you oh uh, no, no, I, I I was gonna say 90, but that's too close to your answer. So I don't want you to think that I'm just saying that. But, oh yeah. Yeah, so so I'll I'll go with the 85. I'll I'll spot you. Okay. I'm trying I'll to I, I I I don't think like I completely get why anybody is nervous about this game. Like there is zero reason anybody should have confidence, just in terms of what the Jaguars have done in the past. But I think Doug Peterson is too good of a coach. Trevor Lawrence is too good of a quarterback, and man, it's it's Josh Dobbs. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's a good takeaway. It is Josh Dobbs. I'm trying yeah. to figure out now. Ah, oh, never mind. I can't find it.
1: What's like, that guess?
0: What the um, like ESPN FPI percentage? Oh, holy cow! I am a numbers guy. ESPN analytics gives the Jaguars an 84.8% chance to win on Saturday.
1: I think we both said 85. So we're number guys. Oh, this I is agree. an anal-
0: analytical podcast. Yeah. What, what do you even call that a median? I don't know.
1: Before we uh, close out, we wanted to, you know, always give credit where credit's due. Gus for the fantastic idea. Of, we're going to take questions on Twitter again. You know, we'd like to, you know, when, whenever we're going to take almost a complete year sabbatical, we're going to make sure that we come back and get the questions and answers that you, the fans, deserve. So, Gus, you know, I, I got right here. We got a couple. You ready? I'm ready. Uh, this is from our friend, uh, Solly, Salt Paper. Okay. Yeah. G- great great follow. Great account. would like to know how Gus is so handsome, even with eyes in the back of his head. Basketball
0: emoji. Uh, <laughs> I wish I read that before I before I went on. Um. Hmm. Huh. Well, sorry. The trick I think is the facial hair. So as I mentioned earlier, I've got a nice seven o'clock shadow brewing. I actually went with a mustache for a little bit. The podcast missed the mustache. That was a big thing that happened in my life. I grew. Up, I had a mustache for about a month and a half. That's why we were gone. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little itchy. Yeah, we we couldn't do it with the video segment until so I shaved it off. Uh, so yeah, I'd say a good shadow. Is really the key to handsomeness for me at least. Um yeah. It's funny that he complimented my passing a little bit. More of a shooter in basketball. He hasn't really seen the Kyle Corbers side of me yet. Though. Really? Yeah. Really?
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Next one. Jason Miller. JB Miller twenty six. Which unit besides quarterback has been the most surprising this season, good or bad? I'll go uh Ooh. I'll go receivers. I, I I did not think they'd I- be as as productive as they've been, which you know, obviously a lot of that goes to Doug Peterson,
0: but I mean, come on, numbers are numbers. You know, production is production. Right. I actually like Kirk was like almost exactly what I expected, where he's like a good receiver who got a thousand yards and he's been like good in his role, but nothing like crazy. But like Engram and Zay Jens for sure have like surpassed my
1: expectations. You, you bring do you bring Ingram back if he asks for like a John Smith contract?
0: Yes. Yeah, I it think was, so, too. It Smith contract. It wasn't, like, a, Kel, a Kittle co- contract, so. Like, that would give me... What? No, but John Smith, yeah, sure. I would give Ingram, what? like, a top five tight end contract. What is that really stupid Sopranos
1: quote? He's like, he'd rather go into the... He'd rather not go into the unknown not knowing. <laughs> and that's... I mean, that's hard you tied tight ends, dude. Like, hey, I'd rather... I'd rather pay Evan Ingram than... Right. Try to see if another tight end would work out. Like, you know Evan Ingram's good fit in the offense.
0: Right. Yeah, they've been really good at using him. There was, like, one really cool, like, film grinders moment I had a couple weeks ago. I think it might have been the Titans game. Uh, it was, like, the way that Ingram ran this route, it was just a shallow drag route. But, like, his release from the line of scrimmage was, like, extremely quick and, like, quick enough to, like, notice it. And it's like, oh, like, he was, like, coached to do that. It wasn't just, like he's a fast athletic dude um, to like kind of like get him away from man coverage and then be able to like use his yak ability. And so like the way that Peterson has been in like Taylor and like the coaching stuff, whatever has kind of used him horizontally instead of vertically. I read somewhere. Yeah. Really yeah. impressive. Just like getting him opportunities after the catch.
1: It seems like whenever teams play man coverage, like he's just, he's, he's going to eat, yeah. you know, like he's, and he's, he's, been like that great that really good fit for trevor lawrence because he has a big catching radius you know like he, he's the guy who you know he has some margin of error with when he's throwing downfield like you know that that touchdown against the titans that that one, second one he
0: had you know what i mean that, that's that's a low percentage play right the reason it was like a cool film grinders moment though is just because it was like that was how kelsey scored against the chargers a few weeks ago against erwin james to like win the game it was like not the exact same play or the exact same like formation route concepts, etc. But it was basically like a speed release on a drag from the tight end that like resulted in a big play. Um, yeah. so well, Like it was like obviously like Peterson's offense looks a lot like Andy Reid's and gets a lot of its inspiration from there. Um, but like to then see that like, oh, Ingram is being used like Travis Kelsey, who's like arguably the best receiving tight end of all time, for them to be like in using the same kind of way, it's like obviously. Ingram can't do all the things that Kelsey can do, but to see that was pretty cool, and I think it was like shows his worth a little bit. I'd say, as you said, don't want to go into the unknown, not knowing anything, and so yeah, no,
1: I mean it, it, Ingram, I think has been like the pleasant surprise to see. I mean, even training camp, you know, like, he he had an up and down training camp. Like I, I think I remember telling you during training camp, like the best plays of camp or plays that he made, but he also made like the worst plays of camp. Like you know, he had like several awful jobs but he also had several incredible catches where i was like okay he's the only dude on the roster who can do this and you yeah know, and like he's he's loved by the coaching staff by the, the locker room he's a super hard worker I, I i think just in terms of that's the thing that to me has stood out about the free agency class is normally the issue of free agency isn't the fact that you overpay because every free agent is is overpaid Yes. Like, pre, like, other than the market guys, every single guy's overpaid. That's you factor that into them being free agents. It the issue of free agency is adding guys who aren't like cultural fits. You know, like, like the problem with Carlos Hyde wasn't that he was overpaid. They did overpay Carlos Hyde. The problem was that you know he, he was nobody liked him you know like he like i've told you before you know like he he had a a a nickname you know around facilities just you know he's a guy who loathed, you know like the issue of free agency is most of the time these guys are just they do not fit your organization and the guys they've signed this year are kind of you know the opposite you know it seems like you know down the list like guys are just like
0: you know good fits
1: you know in the locker room
0: yeah like that makes the signing so good is that it's just like rare to find both like a clear locker room boost and guy that's, like, loved in the building. But then also, like, as you said, like, someone that, like, not everyone on the field can do this. Like, to get, like, a difference maker both on and off the field like that is pretty rare in free agency. So, that's that's definitely a great Absolutely. All right. All right. Last last question. Uh, Do I get to answer? I'll go quick. Because I was going to say receivers. but I'm going to change it to offensive line. I'll be honest. I thought you did answer. Yeah, of course you get the answer. Go ahead. Well, I don't, I guess I did take the first one, but that was kind of directed towards me, but I was just going to start. Has been impressive just in that, like Jawan, like has it, like was playing out of his mind to start the year. And then like, not that he's like been bad the rest of the year, he's just like calmed down a little bit, maybe, but he had a really impressive start. Sheriff has been uh. Honestly, a little bit less consistent than I would have expected as a say, talking as a film grinder, but still very very good. And then like Fortner got like buoyed a little bit in the beginning of the year, but like, He's like been my, better. My overall, yeah, he has been better. My overall point is that like the Jags have kind of benefited from continuity in the past few years in their offensive line, but this year they had new faces and like Walker Little coming in now, Scherf getting added, Fortner getting added. Um, so like I feel like. One of the reasons for like the second half surge this season has been just like Trevor getting like familiarity with it, familiarity with his receivers, the offensive line getting familiarity with themselves, and like the coaches just throughout the season. And so I've just I've been impressed by like how the offensive line has been able to kind of gel together and play well as a unit um, in their first year together.
1: I'll give you that. I I I'd agree with that. I, I think Phil Rauscher has been. You know, in terms of if you want to talk about like just assistants who have done a good job, I think Phil Rauscher is, you know, right up right up there at the top.
0: Last question into like their running games. Sorry. What last tidbit? Like they have some cool like designs and I'm sure it's like not easy to coach and run like they have a lot of stuff in their playbook with like all the all the pullers. There's like a lot going on. And so like it's they ask a lot like like they ask a lot mentally from their from their offensive
1: line. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. all right last last question
1: from i'll be honest friend of the podcast friend of the show gonna completely butcher his name i'm bad with my r's
0: R- rary rary don't think it's, it's rary? rary rary that's closer it's either rary or rory i think it's rary i'm sorry rary rory <laughs> apologies
1: seven of the, the, seven, of the <laughs> seven listed questionable players on the injury report in your opinion, is there anyone who's truly in danger of missing
0: Saturday's game? On the Titans injury report? On the Jags. Oh. Well, the answer is no, right? Yeah, no, no. Everybody's
1: gonna play. I mean, Trevor's been on it, he's been questionable every week since he, you know, since since he lost a toe against the Lions. <laughs> Uh, Brandon, Brandon Sheriff, you know, have you watched closely? He's been getting up slow after plays like the last
0: month and a half. So, you know, he, he's off. Obviously- <laughs> no, you're hundred percent right. It's just that I was expecting you to say like past three or four weeks. So when you said month I'm, and a I'm half. Just <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. wrong. No, but
1: I mean, I think overall, you know, that the big thing, with the Jaguars injury reports to know that, you know, like any other NFL team, I mean, they're just, they're not healthy right now, you know? I mean, but I mean, are they healthy enough to go in there with most of their starters? Yeah. But yeah. yeah you, relatively. You know, yeah. But guys aren't hundred percent, you know, they, they are not for any team. They're not the Titans though. So yeah. So they, all those guys who are listed on the injury report. They are, they are dealing with legit injuries, but they don't have anybody who is not going to play.
0: Yeah, that's, like, someone in the group chat posed a question, would you rather have a bye or a home game if you could, like, choose one of the two? And, like, I think it was, like, partly to be, like, oh, because it would be, like, so fun as a fan to go to a home game. But, like, the answer 100% easily is you'd take a bye week. It's a oh, massive yeah. advantage. Oh, yeah. No, no. I mean. I'd ever want to
1: start the, the Titans having 10 days to kind of heal their bodies is, you know, huge just because getting that rest at this at this point in the season. I mean got guys guys' bodies are just like at this point. But I, I will say that, you know, of those seven guys, you know, all of them are all of them are going to play. So no injury one reason the Jaguars front. Gus, as always, you got any hot takes to
0: send us out with? Um, I'm expecting a cornerback round one ever since Shaq Griffin went down in the that position. Not that it was great before he went down. But like since the Jags don't really have a great coverage guy across Tyson, I've just been expecting cornerback in round one of the twenty three draft for a couple months now. So just if you want the correct, what's really going to happen right now? I uh,
1: defensive line or pass rusher, I think. Again.
0: I, I I did like a my first mock for Big Cat Country. I did Brian Vercie just because it's like, oh, it's like Baki's going to take like best available D line, and it's going to be him, and everyone's going to hate it. So I'm going to do it. I'm going <laughs> to.
1: There he took Dave Brian.
0: It, well, I mean, yeah, that's probably just like what was in my mind the whole time, if I'm being honest. But <laughs> yeah, I definitely see that. Um, but just like another like just like super athletic, like swaggy corner. Like, I don't, I don't even know if that would be, like, the best quote-unquote use of resources. But, I mean, it's really just going to be best player available. So, yeah. I like, I wouldn't be surprised by a surprise. Um, trying to think if I have any Super Bowl takes. I have a Niners Bovada ticket from before the season. So, I'm kind of sort of <laughs> them. Um, even though I did not think Brock Purdy was going to be quarterbacking for them. Kind of think Brady to the Niners. If you were the Niners, you would do that, right? Or I guess they already said no to Brady when he like wanted to go to them. And they were like, "Nah." Brady to Vegas, in my opinion. I don't think so, just because of like, I mean, like, like, he has a connection with Josh, but do they actually like each other? And like yeah. that offensive line, I I mean, I guess the Bucks' line was pretty horrible this year, and they are still in the playoffs.
1: I, I, I'm I'm basing my opinion completely around the NFL films of Bucks versus. Patriots uh last year and Brady and McDaniels had a really warm embrace and they looked really happy to see each other
0: and then him and Bill were like okay <laughs> <laughs> bye i <laughs> and Bill I've been I've been watching like the Tom Brady doc that was like not the Tom first time one Bill. like I think he the one on ESPN plus and you know, like he had like some comment about like yeah Josh and I have like gone through some times but, like we were able to like pull together to get like that Super Bowl win uh against the Seahawks I think it was part of a couple other ones too, but that's just like for the episode I was watching. I was like, oh, Uh, but like for the Raiders thing, it's just like, like I kind of said, like, I got to believe it for, to see it with the Bucks, And then I got proved wrong with that. But like, I just feel like people are like too, just too quick to make the connection with McDaniels. And like, it's just like a massive assumption in people's heads. And I'm like, eh, like maybe I'm not, I'm not saying no, but I'm not all, all over the idea either, I guess. Fair enough, fair enough.
1: My hot take to send us out with the Jaguars limit Derek Henry to 65 yards on Saturday. They're going to get up by multiple scores. Josh Dobbs is going to throw at the rock like 40 times. I think
0: Traylon Burks could go off. Like he was kind of like part of like my tackling segment. I don't know if I mentioned mentioned him, but like just like getting him and Henry and Dobbs like on the ground once they like get past the first guy is like, kind of the key to the game in my my eyes. So like kind of same thing. If they can limit both of those guys, maybe they'll score 16 instead of 20. <laughs> there's a difference. There, there's there's a difference. It was really it's like a,
1: a 20% time. difference. There is a difference. There is a difference. Honestly. No, no, that that's that's a good note to end on. Um with that said, we'll see next week. Just who was right, who was wrong. It is our probably 10th or 11th promise in a row to return next week. This time we'll actually, probably, potentially, maybe even do it. Maybe. Um, we'll probably. We'll maybe, we'll, maybe we'll do it.
0: Hey, win or lose, hella high water, we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, if Josh Dobbs beats the Jaguars, then like that's more of a reason to do it than if they win. So. Yeah. I <laughs> hey, all, on um, that
1: note, John Shipley. Gus Logue, Gus, say good night to the people. Good night, people.